Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. I don't want a lot for podcastmas. There's just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the podcast mystery. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. Baby, all I want for podcast miss is you. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Podcast Miss. We're so glad that you could join us here on this beautiful day of Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Since this is the day this episode will air. I come with great sadness and regret to inform you. The Podcast Miss was only 11 days this year. We suck. Uh, we don't have it in us to do another day. And uh, we're behind anyway, so... <laughs> yeah we are it's not funny i'm sorry we're such disappointments um we failed miserably we did but um hopefully you can forgive us and honestly if you're looking for people who don't fail and make mistakes then you've met the wrong people that's not us it's not us at all so we did the best we could um unfortunately we're we're tapping out yep waving the white flag this is day 11 slash well, I was going to say day 12, but no, just the last day. It's just the last day, but it is day 11. So we did only have 11 days of podcasting, but you know what? You know, that's pretty damn good, I think. It's 10 days more than you would have got if we only had regular episodes. That's so. right. And you know, these last few weeks in our life have been rough, to say the least. Uh, For sure. 100%. We got a lot going on. A lot of personal things, and Christmas makes it hard, and... I'm content, though. A lot of times when I don't live up to things, I feel like a failure, and I don't. I don't feel like a failure, so I think we're fine. Okay. Sounds good to me, though. Um, That being said as well, this episode is going to air on the 24th, which is supposed to be the last day of podcast miss. We have another episode that is supposed to come out on the 27th, but um, we have decided, and by we, I mean right now I'm deciding this. We talked about it last week. We did talk about it. Uh, We are going to, on the 27th, there will not be a new episode. We are going to release a old Patreon episode just so that we can take a little break. So you'll still get an episode, but if you're in the Patreon, it'll be something you've already heard. And then we'll be back with our regularly scheduled uh, broadcasts on... January 3rd, hopefully. Well, January 1st, there should be a Patreon out. Oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like that face. January 1st, will be a new Patreon, and then January 3rd, we'll have a new episode. So, until then... Hope you enjoyed Podcastmas. We hope you did. I hope that we didn't disappoint by being a day short, but I'm going to be honest with you. Podcastmas kicked my ass. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. I don't know whose idea Podcastmas was, but... I think her name is Sierra. Yeah, that's true. She came up with Podcastmas. It was such a great idea, though. It is is a great great idea. idea. It is great. I don't regret Podcastmas. Podcastmas is great. It just kicks my ass. Yeah, and this was a really hard year because, like we said, we got a lot of personal stuff going on. We do. We have a lot of things going on personally that we're not going to talk about. But we're not. But yeah, we just have a lot going on, and we just got thrown a lot of curveballs currently, and it just it is what and it we is. We persevered. Most we of did. It. We did. We made it through. You know what? We had a lot. Some days were late. Mm-hmm. 
but we only missed one. So, I mean, I mean I'd say that's a success. That is. I think that's pretty good. So, that being said, how, how are you spending your day-to-day on Christmas Eve? Um, well, Do you have I big think... plans? No. I talked about me and Tyler just, like, doing Christmas Eve, exchanging our presents, and getting some Chinese food. Oh, that sounds good. So. I think on Christmas Eve, I'm going to bake Christmas cookies, because I haven't done that this year at all. So, I'm going to bake some Christmas cookies with my kids. I bought all the stuff to do it. I just never had time. Well, they'll enjoy so that. On. So, we're going to make some sugar cookies, probably, and some fancy chocolate chip Christmas cookies that have like chocolate chips, white chocolate chips, sprinkles, and cinnamon added to them. Mm-hmm. And then I also got stuff for peanut butter blossoms. Um, If you promise to bring them back, mm-hmm. you can use my cookie trays. I mean, you told me I could. Right. And but then I never also, your boy really wants to use cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked me if we could make cookies and use the cookie cutters, and I said, mm, probably not. I don't have any cookies we need cutters for, though. You just said sugar. Yeah, but they're like the pre-made ones Uh-oh. with like the printed Christmas Uh-oh. trees on them. You know what okay. I'm talking about? Like the ones with the printed okay, image well, on them. Maybe he forgot about it. Yeah, I got like the package. I got two packages of like the ones with the snowman face and like Frosty and then two packages of the Christmas tree. Gotcha. So, okay, I'm just well, make never those. mind. He'll probably forget I'm about it. I'm honestly being lazy. The only cookie that I was going to make homemade was the chocolate chip. The peanut butter, I just got packages. Yeah, well. And then the sugar, I just got. And then I also got like tins to put them in because I was going to bring like you a thing of them, mom a thing of them. I was going to take some to work, but my coworkers hate me anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> they don't need my cookies. Maybe you can butter them up with cookies. No. They probably don't hate you. Mm, literally tonight. So just to give you guys a little idea of what's going on here. Um, I worked. Okay. First of all, let's back it up. Ash and I spend Fridays together. So we're recording this on Friday. Um, we Ash didn't wake up till noon today. <laughs> we get just so exhausted because of her personal things going on. And um, I got here at what time? Like one? No, I think like 12.30. Well, let's back it up. First of all. I call Ashley. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I just woke up. And I was like, okay. She's like, uh, I was going to see you. Am I coming to you today or are you going to me? And I was like, oh, well, I'm on my way there because we're supposed to record. And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, which was fine because I didn't forget, but I didn't have time to do my research. So I was like, it's fine. We'll research together. We'll get our two cases done. Um, then we got here and then I was editing and like Ash was researching and then I was like, all right, we're not going to have time to record. So let's, like, before I had to go to work, I was like, so we need to come up with a game plan here. We had to go get Christmas dinner as well because there was no Christmas dinner yet because all of us have a lot going on, including our parents. So my mother hadn't gotten anything yet. We hadn't got anything yet. So we literally went and bought Christmas dinner on the 22nd and uh, did it in, like, 20 minutes. We were really proud of ourselves. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. It was really impressive. So then we did that, came back here. I went to work and then literally went to work, got off work, came back, and now we're recording and it's midnight. So it's actually not even Friday anymore. It's Saturday. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, it's hectic day. I don't remember why I was telling that, though. What was the point of that? I don't know. I don't know either. I have no idea. Roll back the tape. There was a point to that. I don't know what it was. Me neither. I'm just so tired. Well, then let's just jump on in so we can finish this and go to bed. Okay. Sounds good. I really want to know what the reasoning was, though, because there was a reason why I was telling that story. I don't know. You just said, let me tell you about... What's going on at the moment? Yeah, there's a reason, though. Oh, it's about work and why my coworkers hate me. Oh, okay. So anyway, I just got off work. So earlier, I literally said something. Like, there's a whole group of them. And I, like, walked up and I said something. And multiple of them were just, like, and walked away. <laughs> what the heck? I was like, all right, whatever. Cool, cool. I don't care. It's fine. 
Let me come in there and beat them all up. No, it's fine. I don't care. I will. I literally don't care. It's really fine. You do, though. I really don't. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It was something to do with, like, uh, there's some Sorry issues that your going on. Are meanies. There's some issues going on. Some of the managers are making some people mad. And I think they thought I was sticking up for the manager making everyone mad. But that's actually not what I was saying. Hmm. But they just didn't even let me finish this and walked away. Bitches. And I was like, all right, cool, sassy. So whatever. So whatever. Well, we all love you here. I hope so. They do, or they want to come back. I know. All right. Let's jump into the case. What have you prepared for me today? All right. Today is about Susan Zarello. It's the final day of podcast. I'm just kind of sad it's coming to an end. I know. I don't know that this is a worthy episode to end on, but you know what? Here we are. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, no, that's a pretty good, pretty, well, I mean, not good, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A pretty interesting one, I would say. Okay. So Susan Zarello, ever heard of her? I've never heard of Susan Zarello, but I've heard of Susan Zarello. <laughs> is that what I said? Yes. <laughs> You said Susan Zarello. You know, it's kind of sad, though, too. This is our last episode of the year. Oh, yeah. Aw. Next year will be better. Let's hope so. Got to make some more New Year's resolutions. Although we're not doing well in our second year resolutions so far. Yeah, well, it's okay. Oh, we need to apologize, too. For what? Our Patreon. Oh, yeah. We said your name wrong. Because we're trash. We're absolute trash bags, and we're so sorry. Our (sighs) new Patreon that we announced a few days ago from the Awesomely Wicked, her name is actually Rhonda ashcraft and we said ashcroft and that was was extremely rude rude and just careless and we're just absolute garbage so please forgive us yes please please forgive us Rhonda. i'm so sorry makes us look really bad anyway all right tell me about susan (laughs) zarillo susan zarillo okay i think that's how you say her last name she grew up in northern virginia she was the baby of the family with one older sister jennifer who was four years older than her they grew up to be best friends, just like us. Oh, wow. They're four years apart, too? Yeah. I love that. Pretty interesting. It so, is. one day, when the two are teenagers, they're hanging out, and a young man approaches them and begins flirting with Susan. He's charming and handsome, so Susan is over the moon when he invites her to an upcoming Madonna concert. Mm. He has floor seats to it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, of course, who's going to turn that down? Not Susan. So, the two go and have the time of their lives. Susan finds out this man who is named david richards is quite a bit older than her susan at the time is only 16 and david is 25 you said 16 mm-hmm. and 25 mm-hmm. yeah okay so what does susan do what any logical person would do she lies and sells him she's 18 oh right that's what i would do too for yeah sure. mm-hmm. so that's what she does so the two start dating and it's a whirlwind whirlwind relationship susan loves the escape from being a kid because david is a full-ass adult he has a car (laughs) (laughs) well he is he has a a car i agree and his own place and they would do adult things together for dates they would cook dinner at his house they would go to fancy restaurants they would go to concerts she was just having a great time not being a kid yeah but a few weeks into the relationship susan comes clean she tells David that she is, in fact, only 16, and he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the nine-year age difference. Yeah, he doesn't care that he's in a relationship with a flash child. Yeah. Uh, can I just say, though, for anybody we have listening, first of all, if you're a child, you shouldn't be listening. We've already established that. But yes. if you are, enjoy your childhood. Right. I would give anything. Like, all. Uh, how long ago was it? Somebody had asked, was it Sterling? I don't know. Somebody had asked, like, if we could go back to high school. Or, do you remember that? We were talking about that not long ago. Like, mm-hmm. if you could go back to high school, would you? 
somebody had asked that like we're all around it was like a sunday dinner we we're all together like if you go back to high school would you and i was like you know what honestly no i was like you know what i just go back to 10 yeah it's a life man 10 mm-hmm. years old not a care in the world oh yeah i do remember that you we talked 10, about it and i said that i would go back to college yeah yeah i don't remember why we talked about it but i'm like man i would I, if i could i mean if like First of all, I mean, I'm happy with my life currently. Like, I, I would hate to, like, mess that up. But, like, if I had to go back to a time, 10, that would be it. Yeah. Carefree. I mean, my life in college, I mean, it wasn't, like, a ton different. I mean, except okay, I was an adult and had responsibilities. Your life in college, you were a fun college student. At my, at your age, like, at that time frame, I was a mother. So right. I don't want to go back to that. Right. I know. I'm just saying that but my yeah. life wasn't much different. Like, I still was dating Tyler. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's it. Right. That's what I'm saying. I didn't have my cat, but I mean, I can survive without him. <laughs> yeah. No, your life wasn't much different. But if I could, if I was going to go back to a time, it would be nine, ten years old. Yeah. Not a care in the world. Yeah. I mean, I could Pre-puberty, go back to nine Like, just enjoying being a kid, playing outside, playing in my room, watching TV. Yeah. Third, Even fourth grade. Easy homework. Mm-hmm. I'd do it. Yeah. I could so, do it. Anyway, that. if you're a child listening, don't take a shot for granted. Yeah, stay a kid as long as you Don't can. Don't get yourself in a relationship with someone nine years older than you. No, not a good idea. You don't need to grow up too fast. Mm-mm. So these two continue their relationship even with their nine-year age difference. Within a few months, their relationship turns sour. They start to fight constantly, mainly over jealousy and Susan speaking to other boys. I say boys because they're high schoolers, because Susan is a child. Mm-hmm. He starts to control who she can and can't talk to. He starts making her pull away from her friends and family because it's easier not to talk to them than to deal with all of the arguments. If she didn't do exactly what he told her, then he would start to get violent. The abusive relationship continued for three more years. Until one night, Susan had enough. David had been drinking and the two got into a fight, which resulted with David putting Susan's head through a wall. Where were Susan's parents while she was dating this 29-year-old? Um, so I think a lot of the time she was lying to them and telling them that she was You said he was 29, right? 25. Oh, 25. It was a nine-year age gap. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think, like, they didn't really know. Okay. Yeah, like, she was like, oh, I'm at my friend's house. We said they're together for three years. Mm Mm-hmm. For three years? They didn't know? I don't know. Okay. All right. So anyway, he puts her head through a wall. Yes. So she breaks up with him. She ends Mm -hmm. the relationship. He is outraged. I'm sure. He loves Susan and they're meant to be together. Mm, I don't think you're meant to be with a child. I mean, at this point, she's 19. she's 19, but still, he's 28. Yeah. But, you know, better than 16. Oh, yeah, for sure. At least the point she's uh, of legal age for you to have a relationship with. Right. So David starts calling multiple times a day. Susan would tell him no and leave her alone and quit calling her, but David wouldn't stop. He would leave long messages ranging from telling her that he loved her and wanted to make things right to how horrible of a person she was, and he was glad they were over. He would call all hours of the day and night and would hang, sometimes he would hang up as soon as anyone would answer the phone. He started driving by her house constantly. He would park across the street and watch her. He would strand her places by slashing her tires so he could offer her rides. He would super glue the locks on the door so she couldn't go anywhere. Okay. At this point, just full on harassment. Does that work? Like super gluing locks? Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know. He did it, so. Okay. Like, so she couldn't get the key in? Okay. I kind of want to try that. <laughs> See if that works. I mean, I would assume it would. I'd be the same as like when you were in high school, you know, they like puttied the doors. It's not the same at all. Why? Because that was a whole thing. That was not the same. I mean, it's filling locks. Yeah, but like, no, they didn't fill them with glue. When I was in high school, they used a uh, 
like the expanding foam. Right. It was horrible. Horrible, horrible thing. I think glue would work. Poor kids got in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Caused a lot of damage. They Mm -hmm. like got arrested and it was like felony damage to the school. They lost their scholarships to college. Like it was a whole big thing. It was huge. They just had every exterior door. They filled all of the the doors. Yeah. So I mean, I think super glue would work too. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like super glue. Okay. I kind of want to try it out. Can we try it on your door? No. Why? My brand new devil? No. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So at this point, Susan is being harassed constantly. So she has no choice but to tell her parents everything. Right. Her parents call the police and they tell them that there's nothing that they can do. Well, of course there's not. There's no proof that David has broken the law. Very frustrated. They don't know what to do. And David can't help but continue to harass Susan. I mean, he can help it, though. I mean, he can't help himself. He just continues. Okay, but he could do this crazy thing where you just, like, walk away. I mean, he could, but him personally, he could do it, clearly. I mean. Okay. So he calls and leaves a voicemail threatening to kill Susan. Oh. So they bring this to the police, and now they finally can do something. They issue an arrest warrant, but they can't arrest him quite yet. He lives in Maryland, and Susan lives in Virginia, like right on the borders. Oh. So they can't cross state lines to arrest him. They could extradite him, but that would take time. Right. And are they going to do that over a threat? I don't know. So Susan takes matters into her own hands. hmm Her and her sister devise a plan to trick David into crossing the state lines into Virginia so that the police can arrest him. Susan calls David and tells him that she wants to talk and invites him over for dinner. When he arrives, Jennifer is there with her boyfriend, too, like a double date. Mm. And David is not happy. He feels like he's been set up and begins fighting Jennifer's boyfriend. Okay. Jennifer was younger than Susan or older? Older. Four years older. Okay. I'm just trying to think of, like, there's a four-year age gap. So if she's 19, was he, like, fighting a 15-year-old? But okay. No. <laughs> okay. He would have been, like, 23. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Or, I mean, older, maybe 25. Right, right. Maybe they're okay. about the same age. I don't know. I just was in, in, like envisioning a, right, a child. grown man fighting a 15-year-old. No. But, okay. No, Jennifer's the older one. Okay. So Jennifer's boyfriend hits David over the head to get him to stop. They call the police, and David is arrested for making criminal threats, and David goes to jail. A few weeks later, they go to the court try the court case, the court system. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, a few weeks later, they go to court. Okay. <laughs> David seems to be a changed man. Of course he is. He's regretful. He tells the court that he loves Susan and he would do anything to get her back. Mm-hmm. Susan then starts to feel guilty for all of this happening to David. And she realizes that she still has feelings for him. So that night, Susan goes over to David's house. The two reconcile and they get engaged. On July 2nd, 1991, the two get married. For a few months, everything seems better. They're in married bliss. But as you would expect, this doesn't last long. I wouldn't expect so. I don't think it's ever a good idea to marry your stalker. No, probably not. Mm-mm. Okay. So one night, David doesn't come home, and Susan starts to freak out. Mm-hmm. She calls all of the local hospitals to see if something has happened to him. 
but no patients named David Richards are there. Okay. Next, Susan calls the local jail, and sure enough, David has been arrested. He has been arrested for an assault towards a young woman who he tried to pull into a dressing room at the mall. What? Yeah. Okay. So, Susan decides that this is a mistake. She should not have married David, and she files for divorce. Mm-hmm. But she is very nervous that the stalking and the harassment are going to start again. They are. So she moves back in with her parents so they can help protect her. And surprisingly, David doesn't try to get her back. Years go by, and there's no words from David. Really? Yep, that's it. She moves on, she gets married, she starts a family, she's doing really well for herself, and she's really happy. And that's the end? No, not quite. Okay. In June of 2006, 15 years later, mm-hmm. David calls Jennifer looking for Susan. Okay. He says that he needs to talk to her, but he doesn't know how to contact her. Well, yeah, because you haven't talked to her in 15 years. Right. But somehow he still has Jennifer's number. Why didn't Jennifer change her phone number? Do you think he has her phone number, though, or, like, Maybe he, he looked Googled it, up. it. I mean, yeah. you can just Google things like that. Yeah, that's true. And it was 2006, so, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That was rude for me to judge Jennifer for not changing her phone number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he says that he needs to talk to Susan, and it has to be on their wedding anniversary. Susan's like, uh, no. Yeah, right. Not gonna happen. So she goes to the police, and she gets a protective order against David. Uh-huh. But at this time, he's living in Arizona. Okay. And there's no way for the police to actually enforce the protective order. So, David can't get in touch with Susan, so he decides to get her attention another way. Oh, no. He starts making websites. What? <laughs> yeah. He's making websites like um, her name, .net, .org, .com. All different websites. How's that getting her attention? Because she'll come across these because they're her name, I guess. I mean, it works. She sees them. That's... On these websites, he would add creepy things like voice recordings of a eulogy that he wrote for her funeral. What? I don't understand how she's just coming across these, though. I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe people send them to her, or... I feel like in order to come across that, you'd have to Google your name, and who does that regularly? I don't know. Not me. Me neither. Okay. I don't know, but she sees the websites. I mean, they got her attention. Okay. So he has voice recordings of the eulogy that he wrote, um, a countdown to how many days left she has to live. Um, one of them has, like, an hour last running out of time. One of them has a laid out plan of how to dismember Susan's body and the specific parts of her body that have been tarnished by another man. What? So she goes to the police and again, they say there's nothing they can do. They say that these websites aren't legal and they're protected under free speech. He's talking about her dying, but not actually threatening to kill her. So there's no laws being broken. Okay. So these websites continue popping up. Jennifer and her parents continue getting phone calls, and David just won't stop. Again, in the fall of 2007, Susan goes to the police, and finally, someone is helpful. The detective who takes the report calls David and gives him a stern warning to leave Susan alone. Of course, that mean a warning doesn't work. No. So David doesn't listen and continu- continues to harass her for three more years. He just continues making websites And instead of, like, talking about her, he starts talking to her and threatening her through these websites. So she takes this to the police. And they actually take it to the FBI. Mm. So Susan did all of their work for them, and she collected all of the evidence. Right. And she's kept it all of these years. Mm -hmm. So she brings all this to the FBI. In January of 2012, FBI agents track David down. He's living at a homeless shelter, and they arrest him and confiscate his laptop. 
And then his laptop is all the evidence they need. They connect him to all the cyber stalking he's been doing for the past three years. Because they live in different states, they arrest David on federal interstate stalking laws. Oh. So pretty serious stuff. Yeah, that is serious. And on February 7th of 2013, David pleads guilty and is sentenced to 42 months in prison and three years of supervised release. So 42 months, not very much, but I mean, at least it's something. I'm happy it's something, but like, peace out now. Yeah. Said that he was scheduled to be released in like 2015. Uh Uh-huh. I tried to look him up. I mean, I couldn't find what prison he was in. I tried to like look in Arizona and I couldn't find him. And I also tried to like look in Virginia where she lived. I couldn't find him. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and I also tried to look in Maryland. I thought maybe, but I couldn't find him in any Hmm. like records of him. So I'm not really sure. Interesting. So I'm assuming there's no update as to like if he's left her alone since getting out of prison. No, I couldn't really find him. It's also kind of crazy that he left her alone and then came back after 15 years. Right. That's quite a large gap. Right. Like, what was he doing that, like, had him leaving her alone? Maybe he, like, had a new relationship and was happy. Yeah. I don't know. And that didn't work out, so. That whole thing was a shit show, though. Yeah. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, that is crazy. I wouldn't say that that was undeserving of the last day. It was a pretty crazy case. Well, thank you. I will say, reflecting back on the stockings, which do you think was the worst? I mean, you know, I think, like, the ones that are... Like, stranger stalkers. I know, but of the ones we just did, which was the worst? Like, of the 11 cases we've done, that should have been 12. I don't know. Like, which one sticks out to you? I mean, the one that sticks out to me the most is the Carrie and Amy and Dave. Really? The one that sticks out to me the most is, like, the episode that I released today, which was, uh, what's her name? Lori. Lori. Lori Show. Right. She was the kid, right? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Lori Show. She was 16. Mm-hmm. murdered by the psychopaths yeah yeah that one was pretty crazy that one was crazy that one really stuck out to me i mean all of them were crazy but like that one really stuck out to me yeah carrie was crazy mm-hmm. that was a crazy case it was like a roller coaster ride like non-stop roller coaster ride mm-hmm. but i think that uh laurie's show stuck out the most to me because that was just horrible she was I mean, just a kid yeah, they were all horrible they were all horrible and it's just is so sad that like every single one of these oh there's nothing we can do yeah there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. And then they get murdered. Yes. Or, I mean, then maybe they don't get murdered every time. Like, this lady didn't. But she had to deal with, I mean, for the rest of her life, has to worry about him coming back. Yeah. And stalking her again. And he's already threatened to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he got 42 months in prison. So, okay, that's something. But he's now going to be, I mean, he is released, I'm sure. And in another 15 years, he's just going to come back. Right. Yeah. There's got to be something to change in the stalking laws of the country. I was looking up some uh, statistics on stalking. Oh, yeah, like what? I find, like, the statistic of how many people, um, I'm so tired, like, I can't even form a sentence. I was trying to find how many people, like, the percentage of murder victims that were stalked prior to the murder, because it's very high. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I yeah, it, it is, is very either. high. I mean, like, this is 76% of women murdered by an intimate partner were stalked first, while 85% of women who survived murder attempts were stalked. 89% of femicide, which I'm assuming is the f- murder of females. Yeah, sounds right. Um, 89% of femicide victims who had been physically assaulted before their murder were also stalked last year prior to the murder. 54, this is what it was, 54% 
of female victims reported stalking to the police before they were killed by their stalkers. 54% of female right. murder victims reported stalking prior to being murdered. Right. Like, that's what's so crazy to me. It's like, how can we have over half of the women murdered in the U.S. have reported stalking and there's no laws to protect them? Right. Like, that's what's so crazy to me. It's sickening, honestly. It's, I mean, it is. It's insane. And, like, at what point, that's the thing, too, is, like, at what point does it become stalking? Because, like, all these people we clearly know are stalking. But, like, there's other things that are, like, stalking tendencies that I feel like we just kind of, like, brush under the rug. For example, it's 100% stalking in my book. But um, at work, one of my coworkers, there's this guy that comes in and will sit at the bar and he waits for her to get there like he literally comes in looking for her at work Mm -hmm. and it's not like it's a random occurrence he comes in regularly looking for her like at least once a week right and i'm like "Mm, is this something we should be concerned about and no one is no they all are just like yeah it's kind of creepy i'm like yeah 100 percent he's creepy right like what are we gonna do about it but there's nothing we can do about it right but he literally will come in and wait for her to get there and come in and like see if she's working if she's not working leave like that's creepy to me. And that's 100% like a stalking tendency. But like, at what point is that stalking? Because he's not blowing her phone up. He's not following her around. But like, he's showing up at her place of work regularly looking for her. Right. Right. And like, what are you going to do about that? There's nothing. There's nothing we can do. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. But like, it still doesn't make it okay. Right. I don't know. It's just, yeah, devastating. Like, all these cases, even the ones that people didn't end up dying. Right. Still terrifying and devastating. And yeah, like they have to worry about it for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple of them don't because some of them, the stalkers died. Right. Or killed themselves. And then now they get to live in peace. But I don't know. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Honestly, it was a real downer for the holiday season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it was such trash picking stalking victims. Yeah. I will. Don't ever want to do a stalking again. <laughs> You didn't put an ad break in that. Oh, shit. Well, Good job. Trash. Or It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, I hope you have a happy holiday, whatever you celebrate. If it's Christmas, Merry Christmas. And we if will. If it's not, Merry December 24th. And uh, we're going to catch you in the new year. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. 
Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly, weekly dose, dose of Wicked. But I'm psh. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.